There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Yes, yes. Welcome to a very special edition of the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Ladies and gentlemen, the St. Louis Blues are the 2019 Stanley Cup champions. And what a podcast we have for you today is not only will we reflect on what has transpired over the last 24 hours, but also right after I got done with the Ryan Kelly morning after on 590 The Fan, KFNS, and InsideSTL.com, Iggy, who had a big show along with Gangster Pete and the Plowhawk preparing a TMA that we will always look back upon fondly by getting Kelly Chase, Chris Kerber, Jack Danforth, and Cam Jansen along with so many fans and sound bites from Boston. Um, he walks into the studio and he says, hey, John Hamm just texted me. He's available to do an interview uh, if you are. And I go, oh, well, let me see if I can fit him in. So we start off today's very special edition of the Tim McKernan Show with a conversation with John Hamm, who was not in Boston last night. He was actually on the other side of the continent. You will hear our conversation, and then you'll also hear how our conversation ended. I was uh, C-blocked by a member of the Stanley Cup champion, St. Louis Blues, but at least we got about, what do you think, Gangster P? You probably know the math, like five minutes about or so? About five minutes. About yeah. five minutes with John Hamm reliving his experience watching his beloved St. Louis Blues win their first ever Stanley Cup. John Hamm, Tim McKernan. Timmy, how are you? What's going on, man? Well, we won the Stanley Cup. That's what's going on. God bless. Where are you? I'm in Vancouver, Canada. <clears throat> Getting ready to head out to the airport to fly to L.A. and then fly to St. Louis. <sighs> So, so why were you not in Boston? I know you had a good reason. My guess is you're shooting something. Yeah, I was shooting a commercial up here, so I had to, I had, I had to work. Sing for my supper, as they say. <laughs> so, tell me what you're thinking as you're watching that thing last night. Well, I wasn't. I mean, you know, I was on. I was on set, so I was. Uh, I was. Uh, thank God, I was on set in Canada because the the Canadians were like of all people, they were like, Jesus, yeah, we're gonna stop production so you can watch this because uh, you know, something's happening here. And I was like, <laughs> okay, cool, because I'm gonna uh, lose my mind in about 25 seconds, and I did. It was uh, it was out of out of this world, out of this world. I, I just I can't. I was I was fielding about 400 texts, and I was shooting, and you know trying to be respectful of everyone else's time too. But, uh, you know, I, w I walked back into set and the place went crazy. Everybody started clapping and I was just absolutely, uh, over the moon. That is incredible. So let me ask you this. Did you see the first period or did they just say, Hey, we'll, we'll let you take a break here for the end as the blues look like they're about to win this thing. No, I watched the first period. Yeah. They, everybody, everybody knew that, you know, what was going on. And everybody obviously also knew, like you know, I'm in Vancouver. They 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 hate Boston too, like like normal people, because uh, they lost in 2011. That's right. That's right. I so, mean, the first the first period, I was watching that thing, 
And I'm going, oh, my God, they're playing their worst period and maybe their worst game of the entire two months. But yet Jordan Bennington is this fortress that Boston can't break through. And so when O'Reilly scores, it had to be the most deflating moment they could have ever experienced there. Um, I didn't see the goal. So I watched the first period and I thought, okay, well, we're going to lose. Like, this is, uh, this is all there is to it. Uh, we're playing, we're getting, we're getting outplayed. It's, uh, it's a nightmare. We are, uh, we look, you know, we look flat. The other team looks emotional. And then I, and then I had a flashback to, uh, game three, honestly, where we came out on fire and we had all the emotion on our side. And what ended up happening was we kind of gassed ourselves out in, in the first period and they came back and just, just, you know, stopped us. So that's kind of what I thought of. It was like, Oh, maybe they're, they're gassed out. Maybe they're, they're feeling the emotions. And I think that's honestly what kind of happened was they, they got, the emotion hit them a little more than, than, than it hit us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was, it was like a rope dope Well, a little bit. That's, that's been the story of this team, this whole playoff series, honestly. Yeah. They've just, every time it's been a thing where they, you count them out, they're like, no, actually, no, we're not. We're not counted out. Sorry. We're going to come back and we're going to win. And holy moly, what a story, man. I, I, I couldn't, I, I sat in a bar last night next to my hotel and I just watched, you know, coverage after coverage of these guys and how much they, uh, every, you know, every interview and every other thing. I just, I just was losing my mind last night. It was so good. Oh, so when you said, for me, I was wondering how I would feel. Would I actually get tears in, in my eyes, and it, it was it, it didn't happen when when the clocks hit zero because at that point you know they're going to win, but it was when Petrangelo lifted that cup, and and then you saw that team picture of all the boys around the cup, including the alumni, a lot of guys you're great friends with, and the coaches, and it's the St. Louis Blue Note that sweater and all those guys around that cup, and that's when it just really hit me. Yeah, me too. And you know what? I gotta, I'm, I gotta say, I gotta, I gotta bail out because, uh, believe it or not, Alex Steen is facetiming me right now. That happens. That happens. happens of us. Uh, absolutely incredible, John. Thanks so much for taking time out, man. And uh, looking forward to seeing you in St. Louis on Saturday. Yeah. Thanks, bud. All right. Take it easy. Talk to you later. See ya. So how about that? Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies presents John Ham talking blues winning the Stanley Cup. There you go, Mark Hanna. There's a nice value for your sponsorship of our guests here on the Tim McKernan Show. Mark Hanna can be found at evergreenstl.com. Man, he's a good guy. And I really do uh, recommend people get a financial advisor in a big way. But I recommend Mark. He's a good guy. And I look back on my time in my 20s and 30s and go, oh, really would have been nice if I would have had a financial advisor. I probably wouldn't have. I know I wouldn't have lost as much money as I did playing poker and stupid crap that I was doing. Well, Mark Hanna is not just about monitoring your degenerate habits. He's actually about putting you a, on a pace and a plan to get where you need to be. And wherever that might be, that we're not talking about 65 or 70 years old. It can be in the short term as well. 314-889-0503 or go online at evergreenstl.com. Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies. He presents our guests here on the Tim McKernan Show. 
This week's guest is Tim Van Gelder, but a special edition here of the Tim McKernan Show, our third edition of the week, and it brings you John Hamm, and now this, we reflect. So uh, at this time yesterday, Gangster Pete were, and I were in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios, and I wanted to record a podcast, not a question from the audience, but one to kind of make sure that we always would have our emotions leading into this incredibly significant, if not most significant game in the history of St. Louis sports uh, archived. And um, I said what I thought, as I'd like to think I, I do. 90, I'll go 99% of the time. I'm comfortable saying that sometimes some things have to be left in the room, but you know, nearly 20 years on the air, uh, 99% is pretty good. Um, and I, I happened to, uh, apparently, based on the emails and the tweets and the Facebook DMs I received, not that it was my intent, but apparently calmed some of the listeners. Uh, Gangster Pete, when I was looking across from you as I was talking, I felt like I was having the opposite effect on you. You were a, you were yeah, fucking Yeah, my mess. palms were sweating. I was, as I was talking, yeah, your palms I, were sweating. I was freaking out. But... Whatever it was, and I don't, I, I actually, you know, I just, I would, when I got these, I would just say thank you. Uh, as, as I'm sure many people here over the last uh, 12 hours, you've been exchanging texts and DMs with a million people. You don't even know what you're writing. And I just want to try to make sure I answer every single one of them. Um, I would just say thank you, but I didn't go, I, what was it that I said that was calming? I don't know. Because if anything, the reality was, and I know that I said this during the podcast, which might have led to Gangster Pete's palm sweating, uh, is that Blues fans were staring into an abyss. And the abyss was this could either be the greatest moment in your St. Louis sports fandom, or it could be your worst moment. And it's going to take place on a sheet of ice in Boston for about three hours, maybe more. And that's a tough spot to be in when you're emotionally leveraged. From a wagering standpoint, if you like emotional risk management, I don't think there was a play because Boston was nearly a two-to-one favorite. They were minus 170. But yet, I was confident they were going to win. And it's not, and I also wanted to do the podcast in advance because I wanted that on the record because oftentimes after things will happen, people will go, look at my bet I made. Well, I noticed you didn't post that before the game was played. But whatever, that's human nature. This isn't like calling anybody out. It's just, shit, I'm sure I've done it. Three million times, especially for how long I've been doing shows. Um, but for whatever reason, Pete has said it. I know Doug has said it. I know Young Pageview said it. Um, I'm sure other people that I can't think of have said it. But for whatever reason, and this goes back to maybe March or April. I know for me it goes back to April. I just felt like they were going to win the Stanley Cup this year. And so... I can cite a specific example that, that now is nearly two months old, and that is when the Blues were down 2 nothing against Winnipeg in Game 5 in the third period. And that's a pretty dramatic situation there. Down 2 nothing on the road, a very tough building to play in. You'd already lost two in a row, and then you're about to lose three in a row. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm on total edge here but I know they're going to win the cup. So I know somehow whether, even if they lose tonight, they're going to wind up winning this. Thing. It's, it's a very odd piece. Now I, it, I don't know that they're going to win the Stanley cup, but I tell myself that they are. And it's not like I do this with every sporting event. I care about it. It's never happened this way. Um, but for whatever reason, that's, that's where I was. And so then when I was 
I recall be at, being at Olive and Oak uh, with Anna Marie and Young Page Views, and we were just sitting there having booze. And Young Page Views is all worked up about the night before when the Blues lost Game Five at home, really shitty game, and they got booed. This team that's now heroes, conquering heroes of St. Louis, uh, was booed in Game Five against the Dallas Stars by the home crowd with so the power play just being a mess. Uh, Page Views was talking about how pissed off he was. I think he was sitting with some of the Maroon family and how it pissed him off. And I go, I know. And I said, it's a weird thing, though. I said, I know they're down 3-2. I still think they win the Stanley Cup, so I think they win this series. And he goes, dude, I think so, too. And Anna Marie goes, you guys really think they're still going to win the Stanley Cup? They're go- they're playing in Dallas tomorrow, and they're down 3-2. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you outside of the answer is yes. Um, and we were talking about it last night after uh, the Blues won, and my wife, who knows me better than anybody said I'm just so surprised that because because she knows that I've been saying this uh, and it's not based on like hockey sense per se so much as it's based on uh, intuition in some odd sixth sense I guess that you didn't bet it a long time ago and the truth is I came in this very studio the homeloanexpert.com studios and I uh was going to bet on the blues like back in November to win the Stanley cup because I thought, I don't think they're this shitty. And I felt like it was kind of getting overstated, but their record was so bad. You couldn't help it. But I remember we had a night, Dan McLaughlin and I had a night at a blues game on a Friday. I think it was the Friday after Thanksgiving. Nobody wanted to go, even though it was all inclusive and like the McBride suite. I mean, it was really nice, but nobody wanted to go because they sucked. And they played the predators and they just beat the hell out of the predators. And young pages was there along with Pat Maroon's brother. And I remember bullshit. And it's like, we were saying, like, you can't be, like, the worst team in the league and beat the Nashville Predators like that, you know? So it was there. I think it might have been Craig Berube's first game as head coach in St. Louis. I think his first game as head coach was on the road, but his first home game that night, I think, was that night. So it still took another month and change for it to get to come together, as it did famously in January. But I, I, I looked at the odds then, and it was only, like, 30-1 to 1 or 40-1. to 1. And listen, I realize now it's like, oh, how much would you have loved to have had that? But I thought at the time it would be something like 100-1, to 1, and then it would be like, okay, I'm probably just throwing $100 away, but if I can make ten grand on this one-in-a-million shot, I'll do it. But because the odds weren't quote-unquote good enough, I didn't bet it, but I did look at it. So my wife, knowing me and how I'm always looking for values, uh said, I just, I can't believe that you didn't bet. And I explained to her, I said, I did look. And she goes, oh, I know you did. I remember you telling me. And I, but uh, clearly in Las Vegas, the odds got to a point where it was so favorable. And you had the guy who bet what, $400 and he won a hundred thousand. Is that right? right. Yeah. Pete? He was popping champagne last oh, night. Oh, really? I yeah. never saw anything. I know he yeah. DM'd me about tickets for game six. Uh, I don't know him, but uh, I just, uh, you know, I mean, I'm happy for him, but you know, James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency is my insurance agent. So this is a first-hand endorsement of James Carlton and his staff in Webster Groves. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. I think a lot of people just go, okay, well, I've got a guy. I've got a lady. I'm good. I don't really care to talk about insurance. It's something, you know, I'm 25, whatever. And that's fine. I understand. I used to think the same way. And then I go down to my basement on March 30th of 2019 and the basement's flooded and the world changes. It just so happens because my interactions with James have been so positive that my wife and I switched to James Carlton uh, in late 2018. And I'm telling you, if we had not, 
the odyssey that has been a flooded basement throughout all of this precipitation in St. Louis would have been infinitely more difficult to navigate without somebody as active. And on top of it is James Carlton. His phone number is 314-961-4800, or you can go online at carltoninsurance.net. And even now, he still checks in. You know, I mean, it's it's just a different ball game. And even before we had that, which, of course, was a substantial issue, um, you know, we weren't covered on on something, or I had forgotten to make a payment. It wasn't like it was like some monster payment. It was a small payment. But he's like, hey, just so you know, uh, you haven't made this payment. We want to make sure that's taken care of so you're covered. It's just... It's, it's just different. It's different in a much better way. And that's why, you know, if, if you ran into me at a, at a bar or restaurant and said, hey, you know, and I have had it happen. Hey, Tim, who's that insurance agent? People email me. And I go, oh, it's James Carlton. Here, let me include him on the on the email. And I know he's going to be on top of it. I don't think twice about it. It's not like I'm like, oh, yeah, let me tell you about him. And then somebody actually wants to follow up. And I'm like, oh, God, I hope he does okay. The best, the absolute best. And you're talking about your biggest investments so you want to make sure they're taken care of properly. James Carlton and his staff at Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency will certainly do that. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton State Farm. The, the, the thing that I want to make sure, and I hope I, I, hope I convey it properly because this is all, you know, off the cuff. I'm, I'm incredibly happy for people like Bobby Plager, Kelly Chase, Cam Jansen. Uh, I feel like I'll leave names out if I start trying to name every one of them. But those names are like, they come to, come to me right away. Bernie Federko, um, John Kelly, Chris Kerber, Darren Pang, Joey Vitale, the organization, Tom Stillman, a guy who went all in this past offseason. And it's not like he's dealing with ridiculous profit margins. And he's so committed to the organization and to a championship that he did that. Uh, and he's been a guest in this studio on this podcast and his love for the blues in this city and, and trying to bring a Stanley cup here that was rewarded. And that was rewarded probably against what I would imagine a financial advisor would suggest he does. And he did it because he wanted to try to bring a cup to St. Louis and he did it. Uh, so many people in the organization with whom I have, uh, worked, especially going back to my TV days, like generous executive Mike Caruso, but I know like a lot of the guys in the media relations, uh, such good guys, so many players over the years, such good guys. I asked Doug on the radio show today, he's been working at KMOV for 31 years. And I said, I don't even know if you could name five bad guys as hockey players. And he goes, I don't know if I can think of one. And it's just the weirdest damn thing. But as Kelly Chase said on this podcast, our game has a way of rooting out the assholes. So either they get them out or they change them, and they don't have a choice because that's the game and that's the culture. Uh, there's something to be said for being a, a humble farm boy from from Canada or just a, maybe you're a cocky American and you have to go live with a Canadian family for a few months and it might get, might uh, tear that down and bring you some humility. I don't know, but either way, I can't think like, oh, God, I got to go interview so-and-so who plays hockey. You never feel that way. It's like you're going to get a great fucking interview no matter what. So, of course, I'm happy for those people. Um, and it always, with the Blues, has come back to the fans. Always, 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 always comes back to the fans. And 
as I said yesterday, I know that it's the kind of thing that you tweet out after a win and it gets likes and retweets and, you know, it's, it, it, maybe somebody really means it. Maybe they're just looking for the likes and retweets. I don't know. I, 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 I like to think that I stay away from that stuff. Not that it's bad, but it's just if I say something, I want to mean it. And I don't want it to be met for the purpose of approval or for disapproval to stir the pot and get attention. I never want that. If I say it, I want the audience to know that I think it. Even if the audience fucking hates that I think it and hates me for thinking it, at least you know that I'm being straightforward with you. But when I think of the St. Louis Blues, I hold the fans in the highest of esteem because they've been through so much. If the NHL had the popularity of Major League Baseball or the NFL or the NBA, and man, I really wish it did, and maybe someday it will, because the game, and especially the Stanley Cup playoffs, it's just second to none, and the and the people who play it are second to none, and the people around it are second to none. But it is where it is in the pecking order in, in the United States of the major professional sports leagues. But if it, if it were number one or two, the Blues would have been looked upon like the Red Sox were in 2004, the Cubs in 2016, um, I guess to an extent, the Cleveland Cavaliers with their 3-1 series comeback against the Warriors and LeBron winning and bringing a championship to Cleveland after 51 years, all of those things. But as I said before when discussing this, you know, the Red Sox had heartbreak and the Cubs had heartbreak, but the Blues nearly moved. And the Blues fans endured heartbreak every single April from, what was it, the late 70s, 1980, all the way until they got beat by the Sharks in 2004, and that ended the Stanley Cup playoff run. And you can go, well, that's great. They were in the playoffs every year. Well, almost everybody was for a good portion of that. But then because they were in the playoffs every year, that means there was an end. And usually the end was not, oh, they got swept. It was, oh, shit, the Blues lost in heartbreaking fashion in game six or seven. Remember this one? Oh, yeah, but remember this one? That one sucked, but how about this one? And it was every year, and a lot of times it was the first round, but more often than not, you felt like, well, they're not getting past the second round anyway because in all of those years, with the exception of 86 and 2001, they didn't. And yet every year, the fans, especially the fans in the upper bowl, would be there and packed in living and dying with October and November regular season hockey. I look at March regular season hockey and kind of go, well, you know, it's like college basketball to see what happens once they get to the tournament. But not these fans. Not these fans who have endured take your pick of whatever heartbreak in the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, the teens. Not these fans. They dug in. And they lived and died with the organization. And so I guess taking a step back, I shouldn't have been as surprised as I was by the ticket prices for the Stanley Cup Finals. I shouldn't have been as surprised as I was by the reaction to the win at Game 4 in St. Louis and how it looked like an atmosphere of the Blues winning the Cup or what you would expect for the parade. And I shouldn't be surprised by the fact that when the team actually won, there were fireworks going off in my neighborhood and kids were truly, this sounds like something like if I were writing Cinderella Man with Ron Howard, but kids were running up and down the streets with pots and pans. All of it happened because I believe many in this city see themselves and see the city, see the region in the St. Louis Blues. They know we're so close. 
We've been through a lot, especially since right when the Blues came into the league, 67-68. I'm telling you, there's a post-dispatch headline announcing tickets for the Blues game one of the Stanley Cup final against the Canadiens in 68, and alongside it, the announcement that the St. Louis Hawks are moving to Atlanta. All of these things that have happened. And so I saw someone write, and I would really, I wish I could attribute it, but I want to make it clear, it's not mine. Whereas the St. Louis Cardinals are the heartbeat of the city, the St. Louis Blues are the soul of it. And I think there's something to be said for that. And so today, that soul is rejoicing. And the fans, not, not, not fans like me who go, okay, it's April, let's watch playoff hockey. I'm talking about the ones who are monitoring the draft. I'm talking about the ones who are going, I know this is going to be tough to make it work, but we've been going since my grandmother or grandfather took me, my father, my mother took me. We're going to make it work, and we're going to have season tickets once again. Or the ones who cried when John Casey saw the puck sail over his shoulder pad and Steve Eiserman beat him and ended that dream in 96. Or the President's Trophy team lose in the first round to the Sharks. Or Joe Sackick end the dream of going to the cup final in 2001 at the Pepsi Center in overtime. Or the team all gets sick against Vancouver in 2003 and blow a 3-1 series lead. Or the team go through the rebuild and trade Chris Pronger away. Or the team that they thought was finally going to turn the corner once they got into the playoffs in 2009 get swept by the Canucks. Or the team that was in the mix after beating the Sharks and then got eliminated by the Kings. Or the teams that were up 2-0 on the Kings and the Blackhawks and then lost the series. Or the team that finally got to the Western Conference Finals yet again. But then Vladimir Tarasenko and the boys just didn't look like the same team from the first two rounds, and it ended with a whimper against the Sharks in 2016. Take your pick of whatever moment. There's plenty that I didn't list, and you stayed with them. There's something to be said for that. There's something to be said for that. And those are the people, and I don't include myself in there, those are the people who I'm most happy for because those are the people who are happiest this morning. And you deserve it. This is your moment. And whether you're able to share it with your grandparents or your parents or your sons, your daughters, whatever the case might be, or you're thinking about your grandparents, your parents, um, family members who would have loved to have seen it, who you know are watching down and experiencing it with you that way, this is your moment. And that's what I think of. I think of Bobby Plager holding that cup up, Kelly Chase getting a chance to hoist it when they get back to St. Louis, Petrangelo with the sparks flying over his shoulder, the team on the ice around the cup getting that famous picture that we'll see in bars throughout St. Louis for as long as we live. All of those things fire me up, but nothing makes me feel better than thinking of the fans of the Blues who have lived and died with this team. And there was a lot of dying for so many decades, so many brutal moments in April or May, and you just got to see the Stanley Cup come to St. Louis in June. That's what this is all about for me. For Gangster Pete, I'm Tim McKernan. Thank you for listening to the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. If you own a small to medium-sized business that kept employees on payroll through COVID, you may have a big cash refund waiting for you. The Employee Retention Credit is a tax credit of up to $26,000 per employee. And now, more businesses than ever qualify. The experts at RefundsPro.com specialize in cutting through the red tape of qualifying for this government program. 
Most of their refunds are over $100,000. Even businesses that have received PPP funds may be eligible. And there are absolutely no fees unless you receive a refund. So there's no reason not to apply. If your business experienced shutdowns, limited capacity, supply chain challenges, or reduced revenue due to COVID, you likely qualify. RefundsPro.com has already helped hundreds of businesses. So don't lose the refund you're owed by missing the deadline. Get started today with a free 5-minute questionnaire at RefundsPro.com. That's Refunds with an S, Pro.com.